Welcome to the Free Birth Podcast, a supportive space for people who are learning, exploring, and celebrating their autonomous choices in childbirth. Together, we'll unpack truths, share personal stories, and claim our ability to birth freely and intuitively. Here's your host, Emily Saldea. Do you know it's your calling to become an authentic midwife? Do you dream of attending women in birth? Have you felt frustrated trying to be a birth worker in the system? Are you looking for a better way to walk with women in total integrity, supporting mother-led physiological birth? Are you dreaming of building a thriving, profitable business as a birth coach? Well, we are thrilled to announce that enrollment for our Radical Birth Keeper School is now open. Classes begin June 1st, so head over to our website and get the details. The time is now, and we need you to join us in this birth revolution. www.radicalbirthkeeperschool.com This week, we are joined by Amanda, who had two truly orgasmic births. Amanda tells us how she learned to be in such deep relationship with her own cervix that she could be in conversation with it and actually began to see it as the wise woman inside of her. Amanda tells us how giving birth is what truly set her on her own sexual journey, inspired by the sheer pleasure she felt in birth. Okay, I'm really excited for this. And this is a this is going to be a fun a fun episode um because we have the unique the unique uh blessing today of having somebody on the show who has had two euphoric, blissful, orgasmic, pleasurable births. <laughs> Cue the the <laughs> So, yeah, let's just start from wherever you want to start, you know, like as I said before, just kind of wherever your mothering journey begins and, and tell us a little bit about the beginning of your journey. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, as she said, um, I've had two orgasmic births. So, I mean, at this point, that's like my only experience with birth actually. And I, I guess I would just like to say, like, I didn't, I grew up with like all the same negative programming that like everybody does, especially, you know, here in Western culture, um, it's just all pain, you know, thing quotes, like the worst experience of your life, 
Um, I never want to do that again. Like all kinds of stuff like that. I totally grew up with that. My mom had a very traumatic birth with me. Mm. Um, Just all the stories that everybody hears. So, you know, I didn't, I certainly did not come to this with any like, oh yeah, like orgasmic birth is, is totally natural. And some women really enjoy it. You know, I mean, like, it wasn't even like a, it was like, it was painful and I enjoyed it type thing. It was just all bad. Like I, I've totally grown up with that. So when it was time for me, uh, or when I became pregnant myself, I, um, that wasn't even something that I knew about offhand, but luckily for me, I guess I had done, I feel like I had done a lot of deprogramming myself, like just of negativity in general, like, like hearing bullshit stories like that and, and being, affected by them. You know, I'd kind of just, again, it was more of a general thing. I had already gotten used to the idea of creating your own reality, um, taking responsibility for everything, you know, in your life. So that's really where it started with me. And I had just naturally become interested in birth a little bit, like before I became pregnant. So I started to learn, you know, more about home birth and I was familiar with water birth and all that kind of stuff. And I was just kind of like, duh, you know, why wouldn't, why wouldn't you want to do it um, in whatever, with whoever you want around you, you know, and have it just as naturally as possible. Like just having it in a hospital to me just sounded absolutely horrible. So anyway, um, I became pregnant uh, very out of nowhere. I can't say it was planned, <laughs> and but I just, I just went into it uh, really hard. I was just, I felt really blessed to have gotten pregnant. At first it was scary, but then I was, I immediately was just like, I want this to be the best experience for myself and for my baby as possible. So I started doing, uh, tons of research, uh, read all the anime books, you know, I watched the orgasmic birth documentary and I was just like, oh, that's a thing you know, like, all right. And I, I do want to make the distinction too. Like at this time in my life, I really was not like, uh, sexually connected. I was not, I grew, I actually grew up in a household where my parents were very open about it. So it was not like this total taboo for me, but I was just dealing with a lot of my own stuff. And it actually got to the point in my life with my husband, like where our sex life started to kind of go downhill And then of course being pregnant, I was just like, oh, okay, we're just going to even further push that, you know, like in the back burner. And I was just like, I'm too busy thinking about, you know, giving birth. I'm not thinking about sex at all. So, you know, needless to say, it was just as shocking to me as anybody else that I had an extremely pleasurable, just the highest I could ever imagine being you know, my, my very first birth experience. Um, I guess what I think contributed to it the, mo- the most is that it, it's, a, it's, a, it's another expression of what's normal in birth, you know, the pleasure and all that. I, th- I think it's perfectly normal, especially when you are in a place of complete surrender, which totally. I was in. Yeah, like, it's just, of course. And, and once you start once you go, once you try to get in touch with your sexual energy and you're really trying to experience like the deeper uh, pleasurable orgasms and really experience what sex is really supposed to be like, 
that's what you learn. You learn about surrender to get to those places. So again, like when you're in labor and you're going, you're giving birth, like it's, it's really exactly the same. And to me, looking back on it, and then I'll, I'll go into my, you know, second birth story in a minute, but like, I think that the best preparation that you can do for birth is to get in touch with your sexual energy, because it's like giving birth is just this enormous rebirth of yourself. You know, it's like, it's just the most epic experience of your life and you have to surrender. And surrender is the fundamental kind of philosophy or one of, of, of most like incredible, uh, you know, religions and and philosophies around the world, right? Like it's not just sexual, it's not just birth, it's life. Absolutely. Let go and and surrender. And and yeah, I mean, there's such a taboo around sex and birth and connecting them and Mm -hmm. um, which is so like deeply ironic since how babies get made. Oh, it cracks. Um, But but I also love that though this was your huge message, you also it doesn't sound like did a ton of preparation beyond like just your own evolution and, mm-hmm. and were, you know, gifted this experience that then yeah. like opened you up into. Yes. So and much. that's, what's really funny is that giving birth was really what set me on <laughs> my true sexual journey. That's funnily so enough, awesome. you know, it's like, it really is like, I was, I was confused after I had given birth, like completely ecstatic, elated, you know, like my labor was so short. I was pretty much alone, like pretty much alone the whole time, like utterly, utterly high. Like I, I could even do like another episode on like the visions that I had. Mm -hmm. They were just insane, you know, being in that place of just like, I don't know. It just blew my mind. There was like almost zero pain. It just felt extremely strong. Like, it's just not painful. It was just the strongest, most expansive feeling. And I was just flowing with complete, like flowing with it, which is again, why I think the pleasure and all of those, you know, like orgasmic sensations came from. Well, and there's such a fine tilt of pleasure and pain, right? Which is so interesting with birth because the spectrum that can be experienced that I've witnessed, I mean, I've seen women have rolling orgasms, Mm -hmm all I mean I have I've seen women have rolling orgasms like that's that's amazing and then all the way to the spectrum of I've seen women look like they were being tortured I know and and all of its birth yes and I felt like I could have let that happen you know again it was a very conscious like intentional choice to again, flow. And I I know it's hard to describe, like, how do you flow? How do you surrender? But it's like, I just made that, that conscious choice, like every time, like every, you know, rush or sensation that I got, I just, I didn't put any barriers against it. Mm -hmm. You know, I just, it just felt so expansive to me. And then like my son, you know, literally coming out of my body was like, Oh my God. Like you would think you thinking about my birth. I just, I get this. I feel the sensations all over again. I She's can't. Blushing. Like it's just this deep, it's this very deep, deep cellular memory. Like mm. I'm not even kidding. Like my canal, it starts to like to pulse and to vibrate. And I just, I can like see 
it all kind of light up. So it's a really, you know, nice memories to reflect oh, on because it's so cool. It just blew my mind open. I want to slow down and actually get into that first birth. So how yes. old is your son now? He is four and a half. Okay. Yes. And so at what point, if you can even, like, if this is even an answerable thing, at what point does the labor become pleasurable and like take us if you can like slow down to the actual emergence and and what that felt like because as you know for women to share that their birth was pleasurable is so um taboo and and rare and so you know, I think, like you said, this is just another variation of birth. And so I think this is really worth, yeah, like really slowing down. Attempting the story. to explain. Yeah. You know? yeah. So like you said, like I know, and I've seen footage, you know, of women like having rolling orgasms, just like you said. And like, for me, I, I'm still grappling with the sensations that I got through both of them because it's really interesting for me. They just kind of ebbed and flowed between feeling absolutely nothing, which is weird even in itself. So feeling just nothing to pleasure to just like a strong, like not painful feeling, but just a very intense, obviously a a labor, a contraction or whatever, but it just felt strong and not painful. So it just, it kept ebbing and flowing. Like, I guess I would say, so my first labor, I think altogether was about four and a half hours. So it, it progressed like really quickly. And um, I would say halfway through when it was getting, when it was feeling the strongest is when I would just start getting these, again, waves of pleasure, just starting, just radiating through my pelvis, you know, and it just, you know, obviously made it easier to just go with. I, was, I just, I, I felt like an observer of my own birth, kind of. I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And this is feeling a lot better than I've ever heard. So I'm going to go with it, obviously. That is the and best way to be surprised. Yes, exactly. I was just like, I am I will take this. This is amazing. Wow. So it, again, it made it amazing to just stay in that moment and just without any expectation, just I cannot stress that enough. Just very much, like I felt so, so fucking in tune with my son, and I was getting visions of him getting in a spaceship, like this baby getting in a spaceship. I saw him put his head, his headset on. He was like pressing buttons and stuff. Like I just, I was again one of my visions. But anyway, like I was just very in the place of like he's gonna come when he wants to. So I was just experiencing this, and then. I made the decision, okay, so I started my labor in a bathtub, and then I was just like, I guess I'll go to the pool, I'm not really sure how long this is going to take, because, like I mentioned, like, um, there were points in my labor, both labors, actually, where it just seemed to stop completely, and I wasn't feeling anything, so I just kind of, again, my first birth, I was like, I really have no idea how long this is going to take, I guess I'll get in the pool, and then I got in the pool, and it was, I was feeling nothing for a little bit. And then it just started again, got really, really strong. And again, just like that pleasure began. And I, he, he, he just slipped out like a bar of soap. Like that's the way that I think about it. Okay. So I have two like visions of mo- both my births. And again, I'll go on to my second one in a minute, but my son felt like 
flipping out like a bar of soap. And then my daughter was like a torpedo. Mm. So those are the two things that I felt like. So for me, like it just, again, it got to a point where it was really, really strong with him. And there was like just hardly any pushing involved. Like I feel like he just slipped into my birth canal and feeling, (laughs) feeling him in my canal and he was just kind of suspended there for a little bit. And I was completely just taken aback by, oh my God, there's a person literally in my vagina and it feels amazing. That's when it's, that's when it like really, really got even more pleasurable. Mm. Like it just, I just felt, I literally, for the first time in my life, like my whole vagina like lit up to me, Mm. you know, like I felt like the whole thing. And I was just amazed. And like, I was feeling his little body move in there and it it felt amazing. And then, and then like, so he was in there, he was just kind of chilling in there for, I really don't know how long, because you know, you think back about your birth and you're like, oh my God, how long was that? I don't really know. But then like, he just ejected, just completely ejected. And that like, even again, looking back on that moment of him flying out of my body is just like, like every psychedelic mandala like surrealist movie you can think of it's just that was just the most enormous pleasure release you know orgasm that I can think of and like I've had like (laughs) I've had I've had a lot of orgasms now and that is just it it was just so enormous you know it just felt like this long expansive moment and again I have no idea how long it lasted it's just and that's amazing. that's part of why I love your story so much from what from what you've told me previously because like you said you you went into this birth not being very sexually connected and that this was the awakening for you and now I know you'll you'll go on to share yeah. what 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 connection you created because yes. of having a pleasurable birth it's so it's just such it's the whole continuum a, back, a backwards kind of no, thing or what it's great backwards, not, but yeah so then like like I said like it, it was the first time that I like that the entire that my vagina was lit up to me like I felt like I think a lot of women feel this way it's just that they have a they're very disconnected from their sexuality most women they refer to their vaginas and their yoni as just this like black box they don't know what's going on in there they feel a very little you know pleasure inside and so it just view is black and for me like in that moment I was like literally seeing in my mind's eye and feeling it at the same time so it was just amazing and so after I had him um you know my postpartum was actually pretty amazing like I had a lot of time with him which I was really appreciative appreciative of but one of the things that was so difficult was being fucking confused (laughs) like I was like how can that possibly happen why do I not feel that way in daily life like why do I not want to even have sex with my husband I've never felt pleasure like that Mm. you know so it's like it was it, it took gosh I think until he was about two years old of me like really, really struggling with this. And it became like a problem in my marriage because we were, um, 
felt so deeply like connected after the birth of our son because we we couldn't even have fathomed like a love like that so it's like there was such a depth that was brought to our relationship but the sex piece was like no you know it was so did good. you like try like you're all juiced up from your pleasurable orgasmic birth and then you like try to bring that energy with him and it like fell flat yes like completely it just I didn't even know what to do like it, it was so crazy it like it kind of came to like a standstill and I was very like avoidant of sex, like completely. And it wasn't until I discovered Kim and Ami's work that my life just like, like flipped upside down. I'm a totally different person. I just got to, it got to like a rock bottom for me again, like totally avoidant, hardly ever having sex at all. And then just the way that she, I had listened to some interviews with her and she just described a lot of the issues I was experiencing just like so perfectly. Like I didn't realize that there was such like a massive, for example, like the issue, a major issue we were having was like polarity, just a, a huge polarity issue in our relationship. And just, I guess just even what sexual energy can do for you and what orgasms are supposed to be like, just hearing, just hearing all of that, just like completely lit me up and blew my mind. And I realized that it was what was missing essentially in our life. So I, I took one of her courses and I just completely committed. I was just like, I'm going to do this. Like I know as just as she says, like all women are capable of having, you know, deep life changing internal vaginal orgasms. And it's, it's really all about just detect doing the detective work to find out why you are not having them, whether it's like just general bullshit societal programming of that only some women can, or, you know, even if it's like trauma that you've experienced in your life or whatever it is, you just have to figure out what it is for you. Cause it's actually a state of normalcy to be able to experience that kind of pleasure, you know, whether it's with yourself or a partner or whatever. So I was like, well, I want that. So I'm going to do that. And I just, uh, oh gosh, I just became multi-orgasmic pretty quickly. Despite, <laughs> like, because like, I committed to it. Like I committed, like I, I knew I kind of had to make up for a long time of being disconnected. So I just, despite working like insane hours, having a two-year-old, having a relationship, all that stuff, I committed to myself every single day of self-pleasuring and uh, communicating with my husband, you know, because that was something, again, that we were not doing properly. So that's what was holding us back a lot. But I... um yeah, like I literally went from actually never having even a clitoral orgasm in my whole life without realizing it to, and then one, you know, orgasmic birth thrown in there. <laughs> and that was like my only real orgasm that I can think of in my life was my, my birth experience. So pretty crazy. And then, um, again, just after really just committing to my own pleasure and sexuality and really understanding myself and what my blocks are like they they just started to freaking I it just got crazy like my record at this point is like freaking 30 g-spot orgasms and like one self-pleasuring session and that was just within like a couple of months what, do of, you have like I'm, I'm imagining like a little like log next to your bed that you like I, you <laughs> like check every time you come no <laughs> I know you think so that time I did that time because I was just I, it just became fascinating to me totally. having gone from no connection to that I was like I'm gonna count 
and yeah so I don't count anymore that's but amazing. basically just and opened up this amazing pleasure pathways in myself right. and recovered my relationship with my husband you know now we're in in an amazing place people are gonna be dying to know which course of Kimonamis you took that helped you so much so the well-fucked woman let's just <laughs> insert that plug right there for yes, them yes because that that sounds really nice um it's really nice. okay so you're your pleasurable birth opens you up to this newfound commitment and exploration with your own sexuality. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, I can only imagine what a just beautiful new world that must, must be. Oh, totally. So then, so I knew so much that I wanted another child. Like I absolutely have been like, I've been having visions of my daughter for such a long time and feeling like, you know, another, you know, baby was coming to me. And I feel like I arranged my life. I I just was like trying to manifest and make this baby happen. I was like, I I was trying to like manifest this life where I could like work from home and do all this and that totally happened. It was amazing. And just, well, one thing that Kim talks about too, is like just the power of sexual energy Mm -hmm. and your ability to create and to manifest your life. And that's how it can really be used. It's not just people have this idea that it's just about the end game. It's just about the orgasm, whatever. It's really not. It's just this insane creative life force thing that you can do anything with. It's one of the five core emotions. It's there's anger, fear, sadness, joy, and creative slash sexual energy. And so, you know, on this like concept of the five core emotions, I love that creative slash creative slash sexual are the same. There isn't a distinction because it's so obvious. And I remember in my postpartum, I felt so sexual and it was creative energy. I mean, I had just birthed a baby in total power and. Oh my gosh. I know. Once you reframe it and just take again, like the taboo out of it, you just, it's just, yeah, it's amazing how synonymous or interchangeable they really are. It's incredible. So yes. <laughs> and so I, I guess something that most people want to know or would probably want to know is like, can this type of birth be optimized? You know, how much of a choice is it? And I think it's a little bit of both, you know, like I said, my first experience was, I guess, the, it just happened to me essentially. And then, so the second time, I I can totally admit like, okay, so I called in my little baby and got pregnant. Amazing. I'm like ecstatic to be pregnant, but I, I, I even had a little bit of like performance anxiety, like with myself. I was just like, can I do this again? Like, is this going to be awful? You know, like, cause I believe in the spectrum of birth, like just depending on where you are and whatever, like so many things can happen. And I, I do believe that you can create your reality and that you have choice in your whatever your life so I was just like I guess I'm going to do this experiment with myself you know and and see not again not expecting that outcome but just totally my main thing was like okay I need to stay in tune with this energy that I have built up so I'm going to do that and that was so incredible to be you know a mother and not already being a mother and being pregnant at the same time and not kind of having that like Mm -hmm. you know madonna horror complex that is so rampant in our society today and i have never ever felt more beautiful more 
connected to myself sexually than in my pregnancy and I guess now after um I just made it I really think it like I mentioned earlier I think it's just an incredible way to prepare for birth because again you're just keeping that your ability to surrender to trust yourself and you just build up this like incredible discipline by staying connected to that energy within yourself and I did I I had I was totally had like a high libido the whole time, whether it was with myself or with my husband. And it's one thing that I don't think a lot of people realize about um, sexual energy and working on yourself either is that it's just, it's an incredible underutilized like self-development tool because if you're, once you, once you start, once you know, like kind of what sex can really be like, you realize that you have to really, um, there's all these qualities that you need to be able to get to the other side, to these orgasms and stuff like that. You have to have discipline. You have to trust yourself and you have to trust your partner. You have to communicate. You have to do all these things. And it's like, I feel like the pleasure and the orgasm are just really like rewards for doing that, you know? And so I, I did that and what's interesting too is like my pregnancy, it actually wasn't like the most peaceful time in my life. There was actually quite a bit of like, there was definitely a lot of negative emotion. There was a lot of stuff that I was dealing with, you know, like personally and also in my relationship. So keeping up with my sexual practices and just, you know, owning my breasts and my belly and like massaging my body and whatever, self-pleasuring, all that stuff. It just kept me it just kept me so centered and within myself. So then when it came time, you know, when I was getting like towards the end of my pregnancy, I just felt very, I guess my performance anxiety had essentially gone away. You know, I was just like, I had gotten to that place again of like, you know, my baby's going to come whenever she comes. And I have, I am integrated. I feel like an integrated person, you know, with my sexuality and like all these other areas of my life, like, you know, that would be great if it happens, but if it doesn't, then that's okay. And same kind of similar to my first labor, I guess you could call it. It just didn't feel like a labor. Like neither of them felt like labors to me. They were both so mild, but then like mixed with pleasure and strength like they were both very similar in that way so um this second labor with my daughter was so special because it was like just my husband and I we were just like hanging out together like um playing battleship and just like laughing and it was so special because he wasn't really it's not he was in the vicinity during my first you know uh labor but it was mainly me he was actually literally like turning in a final at that time like in the other room so but the second time like he was with me and it was so so deeply like reparative and restoring for our relationship for him to have witnessed me the entire time and again it was just so peaceful and I don't know it was just kind of the same thing just like it would be kind of feeling like not a whole lot and then waves of pleasure and then I got into the birthing I just decided I was like same thing I guess I'll get into the birthing pool and kind of see what happens and just like stripped down and it was just my husband witnessing me and we were both like 
he wasn't even like really trying to talk to me or anything. He was just like there for me. And I was just in another world again, just like utterly high, just <laughs> in the birth pool, just experiencing these incredible waves. And what, what I love too, is that um, once you understand like the deeper vaginal orgasms, you realize that a kind of an orgasm that you can have is cervical orgasms. Yeah. Tell us about that because I've heard Kim talk about that and I have no clue what that means. Oh God. It feels, it's just, I know they're, they're just so fucking Like it's a, it's a physiologically real Oh yeah. Absolutely. So like, what is happening? What do you know about it? I know I've had a lot of them, so I know a lot about (laughs) it, but it's just like, it's, it's, it's the deepest, the very, obviously the deepest is the furthest that you can go into your vagina. And most people- So you're using a penis or a toy? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it's just at the end of it. And, and a lot of women experience pain there, obviously. And that's, yeah. they don't even know that this is a thing that can happen. And again, it's just another uh, example of just not being in touch, you know, needing to connect better with your partner or whatever. That's the deepest orgasm that you can really experience. So it's like, you really have to be connected with yourself and with your partner to experience them. They just, they cannot happen otherwise. And they take um, well, yeah, just that, just a lot of commitment and trust. And so, um, having those, I was so, I had developed such an incredible relationship with my cervix. I literally felt like it was this like entity, like within my body. And I felt like I was, um, was talking with it in a way, like during my labor, I felt like I was getting messages from it. And, you know, there's this whole thing with women, there's like, uh, you know, the maiden, the mother, and like the crone and, and whatever. And I felt like my cervix was this like wise woman, like within me and giving me messages, messages, like telling me when I needed to, you know, relax a little bit more or whatever. Cause it's just this, it's literally this gatekeeper within you, between you and your baby coming out. I love, I love the vision of being in such positive relationship and trust with the cervix when, in industrial birth and in our culture, you know, the cervix is treated so abusively and, mm-hmm. and abusive, abusively. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, and it's like, it's, I think it's still acknowledged that it's the gatekeeper, but it's, mm-hmm. it's disrespected and it's the totally whole entity yeah. of it, it, you know, is just, yeah, atrocious. So I love this kind of reclamation. Absolutely. So for me, Yeah. Like, and, and again, like, like I was saying, like the best prep I think that you can do is really trying to access these orgasms. Not, not as like, I just want to have the orgasm. It's really just, it's just an incredible spiritual journey to get to that place. And like being in tune with my cervix, um, again, was just, I think where a lot of this enormous pleasure my second time came from. And, um, God, I remember like, I remember feeling my cervix opening, you know, when my baby came out, it, I, I kind of got to a place where everything was feeling amazing, fantastic. Like my labor was just, it was feeling good, but I had this thought like, okay, so when is this baby going to come out? You know, like it was just a very logical, like, I guess like I could totally be here for a while. I don't mind, but I was just like, how, 
how is this baby going to come out? And I just, I literally said to myself, like in, in my mind's eye or whatever, I just said to my baby, like, I will stay here as long as you need me to. Like, this is, this is your birth. Like you come out when you want to. And I literally heard in my head, thank you, mama. That's all I needed to hear. And I felt my freaking cervix like open and she just bursted through her freaking heads out. Same thing with my son, just kind of chilling in my canal for a little bit. And again, just like the same incredible, like just opening of my vagina, just so utterly open because you have to be open to experience again this kind of pleasure and orgasm in sex and to me it's the same in birth like just this incredible sense of opening and when you are open like that your cervix opens and, and that's what it felt like and she was just in there and again just incredible pulsing it just felt incredible and the same thing she just kind of torpedoed out of me is what it felt like she was just ejected like my husband didn't even catch her at first <laughs> and I think your story so highlights so well this you know a kind of remembering that being open is happening on every level you know you're spiritually yes. open your your heart is open your mind is open and you know I don't really understand how that can happen in any other environment you mm-hmm. know beyond the comfort and safety of your home being witnessed by, yes. you know, only those that love you and respect you. And, and just that, that, that open feeling and everyone has their own like version of it, but it is opening a portal to mm-hmm. life, you know, and it's, it's so, yes. so major and such fire and such, it's such a spiritual opening. And another like incredible vision that I had during this birth was, um, in the spirit of opening, like we're talking about. So I, I used the malachite crystal stone, like kind of as like a meditation partner throughout a lot of the second pregnancy. And it's supposed to be, you know, really amazing for birth and heart opening and all that kind of stuff. So I used it a lot and I just kept it in my hand during my, um, labor. And I got this incredible vision, um, that represented opening to me. Like I actually, so the way it looked to me is I was literally laying on in this like Malachite cave, it looked like. So if you don't know what Malachite looks like, it's kind of this like dark green and there can be like spirals in it and stuff like that. And I was just, I myself looked like a statue made out of Malachite, but I wasn't like a statue. I was like moving and I was like laying in this cave and like, I just saw this freaking like light go through the top of my head and my legs were open but there was no like anatomy from where I guess my well my entire honestly like reproductive area my pelvis there was just nothing it was just light so there was nothing like it just felt like just complete and utter opening it was just like a light shining through like there was no anatomy so it was just I was just being like you know seeing these like visions that were essentially assisting me on my birth to, to remain open. And I felt like it was just this like message again, like from my cervix to remain that way. And I did. And then my baby flew out. <laughs> it was amazing. And too, like what, what I find so fascinating this time around is that after the second birth, sex is just so much better. And my, I'm literally able to feel my cervix like throbbing throughout the day like just 
it's just when feelings of joy happen it's not it's not even necessarily like sexually quote unquote you know sexually related it's just like just when i'm feeling happy or just any positive things that are happening in my life i can actually feel my cervix throb in response to it so it's pretty amazing and just like i said having my daughter and being sexually connected to myself has just opened up my whatever you want to call my energy meridians like even stronger and it has actually made sex feel even better you know so it's just interesting to me my own stories seeing what can happen you know from not being sexually connected and then going back you know just kind of going to a pit of having like no libido or anything after that birth and then this time around like being very connected to your sexual energy having that birth experience again and then again just having an amazing postpartum and and having that connection so i've had kind of i guess two degrees of the spectrum of that and that's just my only experience with birth and it just i think the only the main thing that i can stress for anyone is just being extremely open minded you know learning surrender is just so massively important and i think that if you want to optimize it if it's something that you an experience you would like to have that i would highly recommend like try to get in touch with your sexual energy you know it's obviously <laughs> like we're it's so funny again like being so connect disconnected from sex despite it being like the thing that happens for you to even have a baby to begin with it's like if you're afraid of giving birth if you're afraid of the pain kind of like not even knowing how it's going to happen. You know, like I understand why women are afraid of it. Like for me, even in my first pregnancy, I had, I didn't know a lot about my vagina. I didn't even know where my cervix was or any of that, you know? So it, it's just, it's like this kind of blackness. So obviously like go to the source, you know, like get to know the freaking area. And that's what I did. And it just optimized it, I think. And it happened again. So yes. It's awesome. I'm sure this is going to inspire many. <laughs> yeah, I've I've known women to if you're wondering as you're listening like what are what are ways that you can connect with your your vulva and your yoni, whatever you want to call it. Um I know women who have written letters to it, who have you know, gotten a mirror and drawn it, which I think is so cool. Absolutely. You know, map There's it and so draw it. Yeah. Um you know, create a little altar for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously, right. Massage, like actually touching it and looking at it, you know, especially if you've already had a baby or I would say particularly if you've already had a baby and if there's, and, or if there's any trauma, um, you know, in your vulva area mm-hmm. for any reason, um, to really look at it and speak to it as silly as that might feel in the beginning. Um, it's everything Amanda's highlighting is, is it's in the connection that, the healing and the magic comes, you know, no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, and it did, it felt like that to me in the beginning. It, it totally felt, I felt weird. It feels awkward if you are disconnected. And especially then again, being a mother, most uh, many mothers, you know, they feel very disconnected from their sexual energy and their vaginas and they don't want, really want to touch it. And that's because we have such like just a negative view of 
what sex should be. It's like this goal-oriented thing, you know, this quick, you know, women are just made to kind of feel like, I don't, like they don't even have experience as much pleasure as men. It's just kind of like a, frankly, a pump and dump type, type thing, you know, and mm-hmm. men are, are uneducated too as to what women can really feel. So I under, I totally understand um, having been through this myself, like how awkward it can feel. But again, once you know that this is possible, if it's something you want to feel, then it's your responsibility, I think, to try. And mm-hmm. starting as slowly as you need as you need to, and like you said, like just getting to know the area, like actually touch it, you know, go to the source. Totally. I absolutely have talked to, even apologized to, you know, my vagina and not even, you know, my, my yoni, like not knowing. I felt bad that I didn't know that it was capable of this incredible stuff. So I, I, I spent a lot of time doing that, you know, mm-hmm. um, meditations going inward, like all these um, incredible things that Kim teaches, you know, from breast massage, yoni massage, self-pleasuring techniques, like jade egg work, like I've done it all. And it's just, it's been the most important thing really that I can think of that I've done for myself. Cause it's just, hmm. you know, when you think about your health, there's diet, exercise, whatever, spiritual right. practice, but most people leave out the sexuality aspect of it. Like you were saying, all the emotions and stuff. It's like, it's such an underutilized thing because people just don't understand what it's capable of. Well, and so much of the, the even in spiritual rhetoric is to bypass it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like to be above it, to yes. be, you know, to, to, to not nurture it and connect to it. Yeah. No, it's totally just this incredible portal to... Mm-hmm. Well, you've inspired me. I'm sure you've inspired everyone listening to this. Um, one thing I did want to ask you that has nothing to do with this at all, but um, if it's based in when I met you, that you showed up with your sweet little three-month-old girl um, with no diaper. <laughs> And we were baby butt. Yeah. And we were all so impressed and you really took, I mean, you're the only person like mom I've ever hung out with that was diaper free with, with her infant, with Mm -hmm. a three month old, um, in this, in North America anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I was wondering too, I mean, I'm sure we could do a whole episode on that, but just like, that was so fascinating to me and something that she's still diaper free. (laughs) Oh, I just loved it. It has been I'm so completely taken aback by the depth that it's brought to my relationship with her. Like she's been diaper free from birth. Like, like, you know, like you saw her, but, um, it's just incredible. Like, um, I guess just like the regular recommendations, like we just really made the conscious effort to pay attention to when she needed to go to the bathroom, what expressions she was making sounds, whatever. And, you know, we spent the first, like, I guess few weeks just observing what her signals were and then at about a month. So I know that there are definitely some people who just start actively taking their baby like over a toilet or whatever, like right away. We actually did not do that. We just observed and let her um, go on like pee pads and stuff at first. Um, but then again, around like a month old, I started actively taking her and I was just like completely taken aback. Like I just, by her ability to understand like what what we were doing. I remember one time, like, again, at like a month old, I could tell she was like about to poop, like very intensely, like about to go. And I said, hold it. I picked her up and we just like, she held it. And then I held her over the, you know, the sink. And I was just like, poo-poo, which is our our cue. We say poo-poo. And then she just released. And it's just 
it's freaking incredible. So anyway, like what I, what I've just loved about it is just this, like, we have this like psychic connection and I, I felt very connected to my son, like for sure. Like I felt very connected to him, but I can absolutely say that like doing elimination communication bridges this like just incredible communication with your baby. Like, I feel like I just get these like ticks of like when she needs to go, you know, she's not even in the freaking room and I just take her obviously. And I'm not saying that there haven't been like misses. Of course there have been, yeah. but I mean, like we've been diaper free, uh, from the beginning we go on, we've been on road trips. I actually mm-hmm. took her for my first, um, like international trip by myself with her um, to Mexico for a weekend. I mean, I'm talking planes, taxis, obviously just the place that we were going to, like we're traveling all over the place and it was flawless. It was perfect. Like she was just holding it like the whole time I would take her to the bathroom when I think thought she needed to go. It was incredible. So, um, gosh, I can't say enough about it. It's just one of the most important things I've done the second time in my, my parenting journey with her. It's just been, Again, the birth coupled with this, I've just wow. so deeply, cool. deeply connected mm. with her. I adore her. Yeah, you rolled up with a little adorable tiny baby in a little jumper with no diaper. And I was like, wait, was she just in the car seat like that? You were like, yeah. I was like, oh, that shit is next level. <gasps> yes. <laughs> and I forget. I, I freaking forget. Like, I, of course, how could I, how could I forget? Mm-hmm. But like, I'm just used to having her diaper yeah. free and everybody that meets her is shocked. And I, I it's forget, normal. but yeah. I'm just like, oh yeah, it's like, awesome. totally okay, well, I'm double inspired now. It's pretty easy. Yeah. I'm going to learn how to cervical orgasm. <laughs> I'm going to learn. I'm going to do diaper yes. free from day one. Highly recommend. Awesome. It. Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much. Do you have anything else you want to say before we close? Just every single woman can have a cervical orgasm. That is for sure. And it is possible. You can do it. Um, you obviously know how I learned to do it, but um, just know that it is like, I, again, like maybe orgasmic birth isn't necessarily your goal, but you can definitely experience these incredible orgasms. Awesome. All of you. <laughs> Love it. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Bye. That's it for today, everyone. Join us next week for another episode of the Free Birth Podcast. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your body, your choice. Lots of love.